Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. My name is George. I am your host. Hi, Rogie. Today, we are going to do our first FaceTime guest, Chip Bragg. I used to work with Chip at the Grill House in Lake Forest, California at, at Saddleback church and rogue you you used to come with me all the time you you'd hang out with me and chip and help us and i was really glad you got to come with us come with me there and work with me and chip and hang out and i got to spend a lot of good time with you so i wanted to involve him in podcasts so you can always remember and you know one of the reasons why i wanted to do this podcast with chip was because chip gave me really good advice all the time granted it uh always came with a little a little religious stank on it <laughs> but it was always love and it was always you know it, I, I'm, I'm teasing him because i know he's gonna listen to this it didn't always have to do with religion but just about life and about being a parent and about being an adult about being a a good dad and you know chip really he really uh gave me a lot of things to think about and a lot of things that i still carry with me to this day so with no further ado, Chip Bragg. We're calling Chip right now. We're FaceTiming him. Hopefully it works. Hey, ah, there he is. What's going on? Man, were you in a theater? You got the... the... I just at my place at home. Yeah, at the... Uh... Yeah, I just at my, my oh, there place we go. at home. Oh, Okay. There's nice curtains behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was too lazy to go to the grill house this morning. I think the cleaners come in. Uh, uh, the cleaners come in on Monday morning, so I thought I'm yeah. going to steer clear. Yeah, no worries, no worries. I'm, I'm uh, glad you put some time aside. How are you, man? It's good to see you instead of just texting. It's great to see you, George. Yeah, yeah. How are uh, things going? You are you having fun out there? Dude, uh, I am, man. I really am. There's a lot of, uh, well, I, I don't want to put a tint on me saying, yes, I am having fun, but everything is awesome when it's new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every, every place I go right now is the first time I'm going there. So there's this yeah. excitement about it, you know, that, uh, I hope will last actually, you know, uh, but everything's going good. Rogie is with some of her homeschool kids right now. They're making uh, Christmas cards. So one of the reasons why I, and you'll hear in the introduction why I wanted to do a podcast with you, because I want to talk to people that knew Rogue, know Rogue, uh, you know, and another thing is we had a lot of conversations about just being a dad and your dad and your relationship. And you always gave me very sound, very good, very heartfelt advice. And dude, I, I want to get that on recording. <laughs> uh, so you don't have any kids. But you, nope. <laughs> you uh, have been dealing with kids and working with them and of all varieties, man. And the more I learned about you, the more I was always – every time I thought I knew you, I was always surprised with some awesome thing you would do for some kid who was, uh, for lack of a better word, outcast, man. You have a way with making the abnormal feel normal. You know, and oh wow, I'm sure. I, I think we're all abnormal. <laughs> yeah, totally. But you, you do, man. You have a way of making people who are normally uncomfortable comfortable, and I think that's a really good human thing to do. Is to make like one of the things I really loved about you was I never felt less than. I never felt like 
embarrassed or like I was always so comfortable around you and that's not a normal thing for people you know it's it's usually most people oh. make people feel uncomfortable but but you're a unique guy George I mean you're um you're super smart you have such amazing life experience I've and I've always had so much respect for you you humble me how <laughs> you know you're raising your daughter um, I love now, I love the text you show because it seems like every week you have a planned adventure for Rogi and it's just like the theater pictures. I'm like, that looks amazing. Or the, the Grinch that stole Christmas photos. Dude, so that guy, that Grinch, he was just walking down the sidewalk and I was like, oh my God, look up, there's the Grinch. So we, he's probably like a half a street ahead. I'm like, hey, Grinch. And me and Rogue ran them down, and they were promoting a theater. Uh, they're they're part of a theater group, and uh, oh. so yeah. So I, in, you know, I made them make a little video, but that theater too. They we saw Home Alone, so they show old movies. It was pretty cool. Okay, but you know that oh, that man. that's uh, that was also Teresa. She found that place. Uh, they went a while, like I think like two weeks ago, and saw a movie there. And, uh, I mean, thank you. You're, you're right. We do try to schedule things and just do things a little different than our parents did, you know? How fun. Um, well, that's so cool. I think, um, man, I am honored to, to spend time with the people. I think God puts people in our lives, you know? And um, what an honor uh, to just do life together, you know? Um, we're all quirky. We all have... Um, you know our uniqueness let's celebrate it you know let's just be who who god created us to be totally so, anyway. totally. so this is the rogue dad podcast uh okay and i know you have a unique relationship with your dad uh so one of the things that i wanted to kind of pick your brain about is what do you think makes a good dad you know what i i really think um i think kids know when they've been prioritized Oh, and yeah, I nice, think, nice. I think they just, I think they know it, you know, when, um, some of the, some of the dads that I most respect and admire are dads that would, um, uh, cancel an engagement, you know, so that they could be with their kid and watch him play in a baseball game. I have a friend of mine that's a pretty successful public speaker and he would cancel events so that he could just spend time with his kid. Um, you know, if the kid had a, uh, a baseball game, I know, um, I know pastor Rick Warren would do that for years. He would, you know, cause he would, you know, he'd get offers to speak for 50 grand, you know, for a second. And, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Rick Warren is the world's dad. He's the dad for the whole yeah. globe. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's a, we call him Papa Rick. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> really but, cool guy. You know, and, and I was friends with this. Yeah. I was friends with this kid and, and it counted, man. You know, if they knew, oh my gosh, my dad could have made 50 grand this weekend, but he canceled that engagement so he could hang out with me at my soccer tournament or whatever. Right, right. I think that, I think that matters. So I think if you make your kid your priority, I think they know it. Um, I don't, I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect dad, but I do look and I do see, um, you know, dads that try and connect with their kids and, and do whatever it takes to connect. 
find something that they have in common that they can do together, um, which I love. And it's cool seeing, um, you know, got, you know, dads join Boy Scouts, you know, to help their kids or that uh, come up with um, you know, or, or love football because their kid loves football. I have another friend, at, you know, that's it's all of his guys. Um, you know, they're they're his sons are football players. You know, that's the dad's passion. Right. And so, you know, every week this dad um, who, you know, runs companies and does all this stuff, he everybody at work knows that he takes time off to coach his kids football games, you know, so just to connect and pour in and share and um, just just, you know, love your kid right. and affirm them and be there for them. Um, and. Uh, and that's not, I think that's a rare thing. I don't think, uh, that happens a lot today in our culture. You know, it's all about, let's get more stuff. Let's, let's increase our prestige level. And for a dad to, to maybe let go of some of that, to just build a relationship, you know, I think that speaks volume. So, right. um, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you are in a unique position to where, uh, Man, you've spent a lot of time with Rogie. You spent more time than some of her family with her just in the grill house, us cooking all hours, you know, and her coming to work with us and just. Uh, yes. And that was another thing I, I wanted to uh, make sure everybody knew is that I was able to, I work for Chip. He, I work for him at the grill house and I, he allowed me because of circumstances and not having a sitter to bring Rogue to the grill house and hang out with us and even go to uh, some of the functions we did and that was such a gift and such a nice thing for you to do but it also allowed you to get to really know her uh i think you have a pretty good yeah. grasp of what type of kid she is and so i just wondering if you wanted to maybe give her advice or you know she might listen to this in five years you know and maybe a funny story or i don't know anything you know um, I love those times when, um, Rogi would just sit there in the grill house, uh, and, and see what, her, what, you know, what we did, you know, yeah. we're making cookies for 300 people or we're roasting filet mignon or, and just for her to soak it in and just kind of be there and get the vibe of the place. And I also like the fact that she knew that she could walk over and you would show her, you know, you, you know, she'd start making cookie dough or whatever. Right. And I, I like the fact that it wasn't, uh, that she felt included and, uh, and just spending time together. I think there's a lot to be said about just being in the presence of somebody. Yeah. You know, you, totally. it's not like you've got to have a giant conversation, but just being in the presence, you just know, oh, that's my dad. Everything's going to be okay. Cause he's right there. Um, just being accessible. And, yeah, just being accessible. Right. And Rogi is just, um, I just, I think she's just a brilliant, inquisitive, creative, quirky. I mean, just would come up with all <laughs> kinds of amazing. I'm like, where did that come from? All of her voices. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Dude, I you would not believe it. So she has one of Teresa's, just to your point, she has one of Teresa's old phones. And I'm like, hey, let me turn that on for you. And she's like, no, I want it off. I'm like, well, but you can use the camera. And she goes, and I'd rather pretend I can take pictures. I would rather pretend I can talk. 
And I was like, whoa, that's, that's like super creative of like, and when we were in that theater, she was like, she answered a call. It was like, I can't talk. We're in the movie theater right now. And I'm just, oh my God, this is so hilarious. And so like, uh, oh my God, next level of thinking. Like I, I, I tend to think when she does uh, funny, quirky things, I tend to think my first reaction is almost what's, what's wrong instead of thinking it's being creative and maybe even a little more intelligent than I'm giving her credit for. And just since we've been here, there were so many times, man, where I would be almost embarrassed of some of the things she said and everyone else would be laughing like you would be laughing and, and and it was just me making myself uncomfortable. It was just me being thinking I'm going to get judged for what she does. And you, you always were like, no, dude, she's good. Just let her, she's good. She's being a kid. Yeah. And, and that's it. I mean, a Rogie's six now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So always, you went to her birthday. Um, is today her birthday? No, you went to her last birthday. At oh, my sister's right. house. Uh, that, uh, that's right. That was totally fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was a blast. Yeah. Um, Tim Healy showed up later. I know. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they ask about you all the time. Oh they, yeah, I text them. Oh good, Sherry. Yeah. They like you so much more than they like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> um, um, one of the one of the things um, that I thought was very interesting about Roadback when you said that she'd rather pretend, man, um, don't we all? In in the sense that I think she's getting a head start on creating her own reality, and I think that's what we all do. And you know, we get the data from you know whatever from the world around us, but ultimately, we all create our own reality. And so she's just more forward about doing that. And um, and you know what I love? I love um, people that think differently. And that is fascinating. You know, I don't want somebody that approaches or frames issues the way I do. I want somebody that just thinks differently. And and that's one of the coolest things about Rogi is that um, she she perceives things differently and she, she thinks differently. Something that would mean one thing to me yes. or to you would mean totally different to Rogi. Totally. And, you know? And, and, and what an amazing perspective, you know, I want to hear her perspective. Well, why did that mean that to you, Rogi? Which, which is fascinating um, because we're so, sometimes we're entrenched in our ways of thinking or we're entrenched in our perception of reality and, and for Rogi to kind of shatter that at times, you know? Absolutely. Um, There's been so many times where exactly what you're saying is I'll say, She'll say something and I'll be like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. And then I'll say, why did you say that? And she'll explain it. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, that makes absolutely perfect sense. Why you said what you said, because I'm thinking maybe it's this thing. And she's thinking about something that happened a week ago and applying it to now. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Cause I did tell you that last time, or I did do this, or you are right. And you're right, man. It is a completely different way of thinking. And what makes you saying that, what makes me think is I am responding to her the way that I was responded to as a kid. You know what I mean? Like oh. I'm kind of going off what the way my kid w experience was. And so when she does something, I'm like, well, 
you need to go do this because that's what I was told to do instead of thinking, dude, she has a whole nother experience. Her life already is so vastly different than mine and Teresa's that I can't hold her to the same standards or the same expectations that I have because, dude, she's being raised in a more loving home. She's got a dad around still. She has different influences that I had. She has different desires and wants and likes. I, I, I totally to your point. I have to start thinking of things more openly and from her point of view rather than my past experience. That that's so interesting because because parents, I mean they it, they just automatically program their kids, you know. Yes. <laughs> and the kids pick up, you know, even you know nonverbal stuff. You know, she's watching to see how did you know how did daddy react to this or that or whatever a ton of nonverbal stuff oh yeah and i i've heard that that's like the the majority of of communication is nonverbal communication and so she's looking to see oh what did daddy do when this happened or when mommy said that what did daddy do and you know they're always looking for clues and we have to kind of realize that um maybe the way we react to things based on our history, like you said, just doesn't apply to Rogi. You know, she yeah. has a whole different, whole different circumstance. And, and we're so used to re- responding in a way that's based on, uh, you know, our past hurts or our past uh, failures or, or successes, whatever. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's, it's cool for her to like maybe come up with new ways or, or new ways to, to perceive like you were saying or, or respond to the world you know yeah well she's changing me honestly you know uh which i think it, it ha- being a parent has to change you you can't be the same person you were before you had a kid after you had a kid and, and it, the, if you're being a parent that's what that kind of is is rolling with the punches learning about these new things learning how to respond to new things because Dude, I haven't had a kid before. This is my first time responding to a lot of these things. So if I go in with a set response, I feel like I'm already kind of not growing as a parent, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing, too. Yeah. I was going to say um, it was fun to see, like, Rogue gets to experience your full range of emotion, seeing you joyous, she's seen you, you know, disappointed, you know, right. um, which, which I think is great. She sees all of, all of George, which is, you know, which is a cool thing. And it's good for her. I mean, as she develops relationships when she's older, she knows that people have a whole range of, of ways of responding and different emotions. And I like the fact that it is what it is man you know you and teresa really uh do an amazing job you know of thanks uh make, of making sure that she she knows she's loved of, of anything Rogi knows that you adore her right. and um and what we and we all get that sense and it was fun like um i loved it when she would come to our different events and she's just there you know she's <laughs> hanging out and she's watching her <laughs> we're we're in the buffet line and we're serving food up for somebody. And oh. <laughs> there's Rogi, you know, watching her iPad and, and people get it. They know exactly what's going on. They're no, you know, and people yeah. understand, Oh, couldn't get a sitter. Glad she's here. And, um, and that's just life. And, it, and, it, and it worked every time. I don't think there was ever a time. Well, there's, 
I think she was running around one time and you made her sit down. <laughs> I think we were doing celebrate recovery one. Right. She was just running wild. And I think, um, well, they had, what's her name? Um, Laura's kids were there also. Oh yeah. 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 And I think they kind of were running around and then they stopped and rogue didn't. <laughs> oh, so it was just like, all right, it's time to stop now. But, uh, oh, that's funny. yeah. Um, uh, they all ask, go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I was just gonna say all of those, uh, functions we cater were always a good experience. I I always went in thinking, okay, I gotta I gotta be on my best behavior, or she's got to be on her best behavior. She got, and it never. It, I always overreacted. It, it never. There never was a, a, a instance of anyone making me feel bad or like nothing like that, man. It was a very uh, opening, warm environment at that place. Well, it's a fun. It's a fun thing because what's better you know we're, we're we're feeding people you know right people get, are getting breaking bread and we're we're breaking bread man yeah and it's always joyous and these are people we've known forever and um it was i thought it was healthy for me to have rogie there too because uh there's part of me that's like okay everything's got to be perfect it's got to be set up you know at 15 minutes before the event starts and you know what did we forget we gotta have all this <laughs> Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Because, <laughs> you know, every time, you know we forgot something. Dude, even when we had checklists, <laughs> it was always something, always. Um, but but I, I like the fact that Rogie kind of gave perspective to these events, you know. Totally. Um, and that, um, hey, there's nothing that goes perfectly and you know kids can be unpredictable and you just roll with it you know yeah. and that's what's fun is you're just we're just rolling with it um you know remember we did that giant we did it was rough we we did that of uh, a celebrate recovery conference right and we're setting up all the food and all these different locations and i remember rogie was with us <laughs> uh it all worked out you remember know, when i almost the, dropped that thing in the water the oh, cart in the God. baptism water. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh my goodness! Food warmer. Yeah, food warmer. Had that's like right. hundred and thirty meals in that that's thing, right. and you're walking by the baptismal. Dude, my front <laughs> tire went down in it, man. <laughs> I know, and I looked over, and I just thought I could. You just you're strong, you know. So you just it held on to all thing. my muscle, dude. Like on, I might have pooped a little bit. Like I was squeezing so hard, man. I definitely farted. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Do not do this in this water of all the waters, all the sacred well, waters." <laughs> well, I know in the baptismal, we don't want meatloaf in the baptismal. We, um, I, I remember. Well, even the even on the way up there. The whole front door of that warmer opened. Oh, that's right. And all the food. I I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but all those <laughs> containers like flew out all over the all the ground, and I mean none of the containers opened, so it was yeah. all good. But we had to stick them all in there, and then um, and then totally, I just remember looking up and seeing you. Oh my gosh! Usually. Usually I, I think in my mind, oh, we can recover from this. Oh, if this is happening, oh, we can, you know, it's fine. You know, we can recover. When you were holding that, I'm like, I don't think we'd recover. They we we recover would not have been able to, no way, no way we would have came back from that one. <laughs> if the food goes into the baptismal pool. <laughs> you know, so, 
Uh, yeah, I got to tell you this something real quick. So across the street, I sent you that video. We have literally three churches in a row. And we were over there, and there's a, a swing set and, like, a playground and everything. So I take Rogue and Tyson over there every now and then. And uh, Rogue was asking, what building? Like, where is this? Is this – she thought it was a park because of the playground. And I said, no, it's a church. And she's asked, "Where is Chip here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, not this one, not this one. <laughs> but it was just, I hadn't, I honestly, I didn't know she even knew what church was. I just knew, I thought she knew Saddleback was where dad worked. I didn't know we labeled it church. So when I said church over here, that was the first thing that sprung in my mind. It was like, oh man, I didn't even realize she knew what that word meant. Like it was always just, we're going to work. That's funny. She she came to church and sat with us one time, didn't she? Yeah. She wasn't vibing it too much. It got a little live in there. But uh, <laughs> she still prays like on Thanksgiving because they pray oh. at uh, Teresa's mom's every night before they eat. She brought that out here. And it was funny because uh, we were all holding hands and uh, Isaac was going to pray. And Rogie just said, uh, she was like, thank you, God, for this. Like, I forget. It rhymes. I forget the, the prayer. But uh, thank you for it. It was just it totally blew me away. I was like, man, she's still doing that. Huh? All right. So wow. I was like, Chip, we like the Chip's ears are ringing. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Um, so any advice you know, for Rogue as a person? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean there's a slight, slight delay between us. OK, I think um, which is cool is for a parent. Uh, you know, to be growing in their own, for a parent to be growing, to be, you know, curious, to be growing as a person in their relationships and their experiences. And I, and, and being, being the person you want your kid to be, you know, sometimes, you know, parents are like, um, okay, here's all the stuff you got to do. I'm not going to do it, but you got to do all this stuff. And I think kids, like I said, they're watching to see what, what's the parent doing. Right. Do as I say, not me? as I do. Today's show is sponsored by Body Buds, THC infused lotion. Are you tired of using body creams that are loaded with chemicals and other harmful ingredients? Then look no farther than Body Buds THC infused body cream. This cream is made with only four all natural ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, a little bit of beeswax and essential oils. That's it. No chemicals, no additives that you can't pronounce or even know what they are. And it comes in four different scents. Coconut, lavender, vanilla, honey, almond, and eucalyptus. So there's a scent for everyone. Plus, it comes in four-ounce jars, so you have plenty of cream to last you. But what are the benefits of this cream, you may ask? Well, it's infused with premium flour, which means it has all the benefits of THC. And this cream can help with pain relief, inflammation, and relaxation. It's also great for skincare because THC really helps with getting rid of redness and irritating blemishes. It can be applied directly to the skin for target relief because it's a cream. So you can put it exactly where you need. It's also made in small batches and has the best quality and products. And it's also affordable. So if you're looking for a natural, effective, and affordable body cream, then look no further than Body Budge THC Infused Body Cream. Go to the website. It's at www.bodybuds.com. That's B-O-D-Y-B-U-D-D-Z. And use promo code P 
pod dad that's p-o-d-d-a-d for 20% off your first order get rid of the pain man manage it yourself don't worry about pharmaceutical companies or doctors that help you take your pain into your own hands so that's bodybuds.com later i think that's the coolest thing is is if you have a parent that's growing that is um learning new things that uh is really uh, happy and enjoying life uh, and being and, a parent I mean, like and being a parent and enjoying being a, kid a parent. Along. You know, if you want your yeah, if you want your kid to grow, grow yourself. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and and those and those qualities, you know, whatever those qualities you want your kid to have, you know, make sure that you are becoming that as well. You know, if you want your kid to have integrity, or if you want your kid to be loving, uh, then be loving yourself and be have integrity yourself and lead by example. Um, lead by example. So I, I lead these Bible studies for high school kids and college kids. And I was thinking of you, the, uh, we, uh, one of my clients, um, remember that, uh, oh, remember Jay Panther and, uh, Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah, star. Yeah. What was, what was his mom's oh, name? Yeah. Something star. His mom was star. Yeah. So, uh, Aubrey from his uh, organization calls me up and says, Hey, can you, can you cater Thanksgiving for about 70 uh, at-risk kids? Oh, wow. And yeah, these are kids that have been in, incarcerated or they've been in foster care or they live So in only home. spoons? They can't get knives or forks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> Yeah, because you don't want, I don't want any of those kids trying to shake me. Right, right. Plastic. They're stabbing each other. <laughs> yes. I'm like, no. So, um, <laughs> and we, you know, of course we patted them down. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the most strip search thing I think I've ever said. I know. Okay, kids, hold still. So, uh, <laughs> spread them. <laughs> Get up against the wall, spread them. <laughs> Sorry. You can find Chip at Saddleback well, Church on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never put me on staff. They like, no, don't want that guy. That's funny. So 70 at-risk kids for Thanksgiving uh, on Thanksgiving Day? No, this was uh, the Monday before Thanksgiving. Okay. And so Tim Healy, initially, I told Tim, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm not, there's no way I'm going to charge these. I'm not going to charge them to make Thanksgiving for 70 kids. Right. You know, okay, that, that'll be $15.95 for every kid. Right, know? right. So, um, so I called him back and just said, you know, we're, I'll just donate it. And so they were happy, you know, and, um, I'll get it back in taxes. But uh, and so I was there. You go. <laughs> but I was trying to. Uh, but I thought, oh, this might be an opportunity where my adult small group, like Tim and Sherry, were going to help. And and they were like, sure, we, you know, we're all in. But then um, they couldn't. They had a uh, Tim had a charity golf tournament at the country club, so we couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than patting down the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. 
I can't do charity because I gotta go play golf for charity. <laughs> oh yeah, that's seriously, seriously for. Uh, oh, that's funny. And you know, it was like a five hundred dollar a plate. Oh, for sure, golf for thing. sure. Um, but anyway, so so my thought is, um, so I'm trying to get like my college guys to help me. So I text my I do a group text with my college guys. None of them could help me. Dang. <laughs> and I should have asked my high school guys. I was just thinking, oh, I don't know if that worked, but um, so it ended up just being me because the know, other high school the, kids that you were serving. I just thought. You know, I didn't give them enough notice. It was kind of a last minute thing. And I wasn't sure, you know, because with high school kids, you know, you've got parents that are like, what neighborhood are your kids? Are you taking right, my right. kids to? And, who, you know, who are you going to, what are you going to do? Whatever. Uh, but next time I'm bringing my high school kids just because, you know, just to see, just, just to see love in action, you know, serving, uh, to be exposed to kids that do not have what they have. Well, not just that, but I think it would be good for the kids that you're serving. I mean, their kids as well. I'm sure some of them might even be high school age to see kids their age, yeah. you know, helping others can only be a positive influence on them. I, I you know, I, it can only be like, fuck, maybe I can do that, you know? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I mean, um, you know, the kids in my group, my high school group, you know they're from South Orange County, and it it's just in California, and so it's a it's expensive to live here, you know. So they're all doing pretty well, right? And for them to kind of give back, I think is a good thing. And I guess the whole point is I want to model love in action for these kids, and so I think we're gonna do we're gonna do a Christmas dinner. We're gonna donate a Christmas dinner for them nice. uh, in another couple of weeks. And and just throw Christmas for these kids that, that really don't have anything, and that would be the the best Christmas ever. My hope, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for my kid. So anyway, so how are your but, uh, how are your parents doing? How's your how's your mom and uh, Bruce? Um, Bruce, that's his name, right? Uh, uh, no, his name's Bill. Bill, are you serious? That's so funny. Yeah, because I drive past a Bruce Park. And every time I drive past, I, I go, oh, I got to take a picture for Chip. I got to take a picture for Chip. That would have been so funny to send it to you. You'd be like, what the hell are you sending me this for? I know. <laughs> Who the fuck is Bruce? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I just had dinner with them last night. Nice. Um, they're hanging in there. They're hanging in there. My, um, um, I got a call uh, from my mom. Uh, and now, oh, so we got them iPhones and right. Um, I remember that. Apple so now she texts me all the time, which is great. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a real. This is great or a. Uh... No, it, it's it's actually it's actually good because texting, it's it's great. You can just read it. Oh, good. You know, my, right. so she's like, we, we, you know, can you come to the club for dinner? You know, last night. So so I said sure. Um, I had not showered in a week. Um, what? <laughs> That's um, not true. I had this thing. I had no. It's totally true. I have this. Uh, I I got um, some. I had some cancer removed what? here. Yeah, and they had to do a. I see that. I, I just thought you were cut yourself shaving hair off your ear. <laughs> like you know, I like a good ear shave in the morning. Hey, you laugh. I, I do that. Running. I get oh, hairy ears. Can you shave your ears? Yeah, bro. I. They get hairy, dude. 
I know. I hear you. That's old age. Yeah. So long story short, so I've got all this bandages on my ear. They did a skin graft, and so uh, I I don't want to get them wet and all that right. stuff. So I just keep putting more hairspray on and combing my hair over, and and I have like extra strength um, deodorant. And uh, um, <laughs> and um, I uh, I just got back. I spent all weekend up at camp, Forest Home Camp, up in the up in the mountains, San Bernardino Mountains, with 400 high school kids for Christian camp. Yeah, uh, you know, and so they stay up like all night you know and it's one of those things where you're just running around because they want to let's go you know we've got to go on the giant swing or we've got to you know right. we got to play was it cold uh, up there you know mafia it wasn't that bad i i just wore like a you know i wore a jacket and stuff so and so yes it was cold but it didn't we didn't freeze our right. butts off and the heaters worked really well but but mom and um mom and bill say hi okay uh, <laughs> They're doing well. Nice. They're, um, yeah, so, so with the the cancer, I, I mean, is they get it all, or I mean, you, is everything okay? Are they worried about any type of follow up or anything? No, it's fine. It's it's um it's pretty common, you know, when you get to be my age, you get like basal cell carcinoma, and so they um they just slice it off, and then they did a um a skin graft and stuck skin on there. Like how do they do it? They got to shave it from you, right? It has to be your own your own cells or whatever. Yeah. So they they actually just took like a piece of skin from behind my ear and stuck oh, it on there. Really? And then sewed it all around, sewed it on there. Wow. And really nice doctor. And you know, and then next day, you know, the doctor calls me. How's your ear feeling? Is everything okay? You know, so I just have to leave this thing on. Yeah. Um, well, thank goodness uh, it was just there, dude. Yeah. Well, you know I, had I, mean? on, I had one on my back too, but, but that's fine. You know, they just, they didn't have to do a skin graft for that one. Uh, but uh, what do they call yeah, those? Totally, benign? No, these, it was basal cell carcinoma cancer. Okay. So they don't, um, I guess it's benign if it doesn't, if it, if there's no cancer in it. Right. But um, it just happens, you know, we're, you know, they fix you up. So I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, good, uh, good. I just have to live it. I mean, you hear the C word. All the kids. You know. Oh yeah, people. I just told kids at camp that it was a shark bite. <laughs> um, George, yeah, you would have loved camp at my. Uh, so every we, you know, they have these really good. You know, we eat food, and then they have like an incredible worship band that's playing, and the whole all four hundred kids are just jumping up and going crazy. Then they have a speaker that comes out. She was just brilliant and insightful and powerful and just really you know, had these great illustrations about men of God, you know, that were called by God and what they did. And, 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 and frankly, how some of them just said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be used by you, God, but how they eventually came around and, and, you know, the course of history was changed. And so, uh, you know, so I'm all excited. I've got these questions. I'm going to lead this group for my high school guys, you know, and I've got like six guys in my cabin. So I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to do our debrief. We're going to talk and, uh, the first time we met, <laughs> they were pretty good, you know, and these are kids, uh, pretty, pretty squared away kids. The second time we all get together, uh, I have this one and, and I think right in the middle of me talking one, I have a 300 pound autistic kid in my group who we love, but he decided to just start farting and it was just this loud, 
you know, really long farts. I'm thinking, <laughs> you got to change your pants. And so it's hard. It's hard to kind of bring the focus back to a spiritual conversation after a kid is just letting them rip. And that's so um, funny. But it all worked out. It was fun. That is hilarious. What's his name? Um, <laughs> um, his, I'll just tell you. It's probably illegal for me to tell you his name. His name's Nate. Okay. Uh, I, Nate, know, Nate, I, I was just wondering if it rhymed with fart, like art no. or something. It would have been funny, or you know, oh, art fart. <laughs> no, uh, he's he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah, dude, you always you always uh, put others first, man, and that's why I feel lucky that uh, I know it wasn't that long, but dude, you really did affect me on a personal level. Oh wow! So I miss you, man. Oh, I love you, George. I miss you tons. Yeah. Um, every time, every time we, I do a job around Saddleback, like Laura will come up and say, "How's George doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, "And I'll say, I get George texts me almost every day, and I get to see how Rogie's doing, and yeah, she's man. loving life, and and I love the fact that we're all connected, and I get, to, I I feel like there's a little part of me uh, in Virginia that gets to kind of experience. Oh, dude, that, totally. You know, through you. You re- you so, really did. Uh, I, I I mean I know I don't want to keep putting a bunch, you know, blowing you up, but you really did affect my family, like, oh, not wow. just not like just me and Rogue, but Teresa and like, you know, you really you really uh, were you're a good friend, and I want Rogue to know that when she listens to this, you know. Oh, very cool. I um I love Rogie. I I felt so honored. I love the fact that she was included and that she that was kind of a place where she felt comfortable totally. in the growth and that uh, we could just hang and that she could, you know, we, we had, a, we have a re, a unique window into that, you know, it's a mega church, but we got to meet the pastors and we got Dude. to. It's so funny to serve, too. I'll, I'll be yeah. at churches across the show. Like I'm walking through them and I can see inside of them. And I'm looking at the outside and I'm like, Man, Saddleback spoiled me. Like I'm walking through these churches, I'm like, look at these shitty buildings, and like Saddleback is just like the mecca of like cool Christians. Like it really, really is. <laughs> it, it there's it, it's like religious zealots out here. Saddleback was like very. I'm telling you, man. I even said it when I was there. I had never experienced a church like that. And me being the guy I am, you know, not a very good relationship with religion uh because of my childhood i it i never felt any of those things there and i'm i am glad that rogue got to go there dude i really am i'm glad that she got to see a different perspective than my own and to see a different perspective of people who are trying to help people people who are are doing it in the name of the lord but still they're doing it and i was glad that she got to witness that yeah, it's just, um, it's relationships, it's people. That's what a church is, you know. And I loved, you know, we'd be serving food and people would just come over and hug you. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 and totally. I love I love that Rogue got to see that. I, I remember one time we were, I think we were cooking for Celebrate Recovery or something. And, you know, Stacy Wood, you know, our pastor, one of our pastors, came over and just hugged you and i just thought oh that's so cool yeah uh and so it's fun for me to see the church love on you and rogi and and welcome you guys in and just see 
I just love you, which, which I thought was, which was absolutely. Awesome. I feel so, very fortunate for that. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and, um, no, go ahead. And, and Tim and Sherry, um, they love you. <laughs> They'll, they ask me all the time. They just asked me last week. How's, how's George? They'll probably ask me tonight at small group. How's George doing? Dude, how's I Rogi? think uh, Teresa and, uh, Sherry like communicate and talk. Cause I, was it that long ago, uh, Teresa brought up like, oh, uh, we got to go see the Healy's in New York or something like that. And I was like, man, like, all right, let's go. Like, if that happens, that'd be cool. I would love to go out and visit them out there, you know? So. Oh, yeah. That would, it would be cool, man, to see everybody. See those two. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, man, I'm going to uh, stop recording. And then I still want to keep talking to you, though. So do you have any last, okay. last, uh, cause it's almost been an hour, but do you have any last okay. words for uh Rogie or anything? You got any lasting advice? Uh, just Rogie is so blessed to have you as a dad and, and we'll talk Teresa. to her. Like if she was listening to Oh, this. Hey Rogie. There you oh, go. Oh, Rogie, Rogie, you, your dad loves you so much. And, and, and you know, one, of the, one of the cool things is I don't, you don't need me to say that because you know that, you know, that your dad loves you and, and you know that that all of everything that your mom and dad do is intentionally just to to see you grow and um, and to see you become the very best rogue that you can be. So I love you, Rogie. Miss you a lot. Um, take good care of your parents. <laughs> ah, nice.